Patrick, man. It's the MAC office, the MAC mall, man. And I'm representing for sit down. Be hungry. Hey friends, I go by Chavid Dang. Yo fam, I'm Dine Peace. You're listening to Sit Down, Be Hungry. If it ain't Shavu, we ain't hot potting. Welcome to Sit Down, Be Hungry, episode 11. In this episode, we try Taco Bell's new nacho fries. We recap our trip to the Winter Fancy Food Fest. We got the juicy bits, including a $1,000 pastrami sandwich. We got a Green Bay Snackers edition of Saucin' On You with special guest Nina Tabios and more. Episode 11, let's go. Yeah, yeah. Be hungry. Be hungry. Hey, Chicharrones, what's crackling? <laughs> it's Chava Dang over here. It's Dine Peace. Welcome to Sit Down, Be Hungry, episode 11. Glad to have you guys back. Thanks for listening. Uh, we've got a website now. Visit us at sitdownbehungry.club. Club. We chose club over dot pizza. I mean, is it a sandwich? Is it a venue? <laughs> Who that's knows? A, that's up it's for you to decide. <laughs> So we're uh, recording our episode today at our... Why is Flan shaking his head so much? <laughs> it's such a versatile handle. I'm just glad we have it. You know, it. I didn't think about that until just right now. <laughs> I was thinking like, you know, like a kid's club or, you know, a membership thing. But I didn't think of a club sandwich. <laughs> I like it even more now. So give us the give us that visit. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so we are recording live today from Copyright SF, which is next to Trademark. So if you're looking for this bar on Yelp or whatever, you're going to look for Trademark Copyright Bar. And shout outs to Chef Homies, Ronnie Taylor and Tim Lum. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for letting us record here today. Man, we ate a lot since last time we've seen you guys. Or you listened to us. I've gone to three pop-ups, went to the Winter Fancy Food Show, um, checked out a new bar right around the corner from one of my favorite bars. God, I ate a lot. Yep. I mean, just like the other day, I ordered Indian food with Kat and it got canceled and then so we made another order of Indian food and then the original order came and then the second order came so I have a shit ton of Indian food at home right now it's never ending it really never ends so let's rewind a little bit to this since we uh, last spoke to you guys yeah so uh, to piggyback on our last guest uh, chef to David Fu Shout out to that guy. Um, yeah, he's a he's a pretty cool guy. So thank you for being on our show last episode. You need to get on chefshawkercenter.com. That is going to be kind of like your Bible and your guide to all good Asian food. That you probably maybe have not heard about yet or kind of heard about. So what Tu's doing is basically a nationwide pop-up bringing um, Asian-influenced food to areas that maybe don't necessarily have it. And to also, I don't know what's the right word, not pedestal, but to like Spotify. Spotify. Spotlight. Spotlight. There you go. Sorry. <laughs> Spotlight, an up and coming chef in whatever city that's happening. Since we're all from the Bay Area, some of us got to sample some foods. So I got to eat and work at some of the events in the last couple of weeks and I was blown away. Some of these chefs, I've eaten at their regular uh, establishments, but like the stuff that I got to eat at these dinners was like fucking next level. So I, yeah, to that point, like even a lot of these chefs, I've either heard of them but not had a chance to try their food yet or um, I've had had it but it's almost like at this dinner they kind of got to like crank it up a bit or scale it up even further to or just maybe some like more crazy do things level. that they may, they've been wanting to do but they couldn't do it at their own restaurants yeah. right but it still kind of like felt related though at the same time yeah so everyone get onto the website um you buy your tickets through feastly it's 99 dollars for usually about a nine course dinner and booze is on them it's open bar well semi-open bar they've made like it's open enough it's open <laughs> it's a couple cocktails and a couple wines that you can choose from but it is open bar 99 I mean, it's like less than $10 a course. You cannot beat that. So whoever's listening, get on the website, look look for your city. Come into a city near you, hopefully. Definitely. And then and jump on it because this is a dining experience that you do not want to miss. So I ate at two and I worked at one. Yes. And the one that you worked at, uh, I got to eat at as well. That was in Oakland at Alamar. Al- Alamar. On Grand. Um, so shout out to Chef Sean Napudi and um, Chris Yang. So Sean is from Prubecho, which is Guam food. And um, Chef Chris Yang is from Aina here and both restaurants are in the city. Um, Aina is a Hawaiian-centric food. And I've eaten at both places and I love those restaurants, but getting to sample some of this food at the pop-up was 
Fuck, it was it was so good. It was, it was so insane. good. And then you got to come to this dinner. They were all incredible. Like there was no bad dish out of the entire bunch. The first one even kind of blew me away up front because we were given all four at once to start yeah. off with. Kind of like a I guess to kind of go to a Hawaiian. Poo yeah, was, <laughs> yeah, that was it. Actually, one of my favorites from the entire night was on there. It was the Kalua Copa mm -hmm. that was uh, cured and served with pickled bitter melon. Yeah. And that was really cool to me because I've grown up eating bitter melon my whole life. And if you usually have it in Chinese food, it's just sauteed in a wok with black bean gravy. Mm -hmm. So to kind of have it with that bite, that tart tanginess with the bitterness was a really pleasant surprise. So I was impressed and that was still one of the ones that resonated with me throughout the rest of the entire dinner. Again, everything was incredible. The rest of that plate, the empanada, the tuna, uh, the ceviche, they were all good. But out of those four, the charcuterie was what stood out to me. But my other favorite was the, um, the pork and shrimp sausage with that smoked oyster sauce. Yeah, that, that was really good. I could have like drank a whole bowl of that oyster <laughs> sauce and probably got gout from it. So what was cool about this dinner was each chef took turns creating a dish and then some of them were collabos. Mm, I didn't even know that because I was just given food and was eating <laughs> So like there was a bonus course, which was uh, the spam musubi. So... Um, yes. The red rice is very Guam, and then the spam is obviously Hawaiian, so it was red rice and uh, house-made spam. There were some vegetables on top, and then uh, ikura. I love how you kind of previewed it to me too, because you had got there for the first heating, and I came for the second. And you're like, get here early. There's a secret course. <laughs> yeah. I was like, a word. It was different from all the dinners that I've worked with with two, because obviously it was a different space. I haven't been there before, so it was kind of like learning it all over again. So me and this one other person, she's our sommelier. We have worked together a lot, and so we kind of have our groove already. But at this dinner, there was people that we haven't worked with before, and just a new space. And then I haven't worked a two seating with him before, so that was a little different. I know I told you to buy the second seating because it was always second seating is always a more turn up one. I mean, whenever I show up, it's good. I'm just kidding. I'm not <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was weird because like I worked the first one. It was pretty chill. It started at seven o'clock, and then eight thirty. The crowd coming in for the eight thirty, like people already had drinks. <laughs> so I was just like, God, the second crowd is a little bit more needier than the first one. <laughs> and then people are drinking a lot more in the second one. Thanks for serving me some water because <laughs> I definitely needed it. It's a great dining experience. It's food that I would say you probably can't get at a regular restaurant. Yeah. Last week, Flan and I went to Chef E and Francis is Pinoy Heritage Dinner. I don't know how you guys had the room for that. I'm so impressed. I typically don't really care for Filipino food that much. And I only know like lumpia and crisipata and pancit. But the food that these two were putting out were definitely next level. They elevated these dishes to something that I would never have imagined doing. Could you narrow it down to one standout that really blew you away? Like one particular dish? Oh my God. It was Dungeness crab, gosh, with this like coconut sauce. And then they used the crab fat to mold the rice balls crab together. Crab fat is like my favorite thing. Yes, oh. I love crab fat. And so Flan is allergic to seafood. We sat next to each other and he was just like, there was only two dishes of the whole course that had seafood in it. And he's like, well, I'm just gonna try it. And then you can have the rest. And I was like, yes. <laughs> Both dishes, he was like, this is really fucking good. <laughs> and I got to take his leftover homes. It was great. Win -win. He was like, I'm just gonna fucking eat it and deal with it later. <laughs> deal with the repercussions <laughs> so afterwards. Good. Yeah, Francis, like he's in New York right now, cooking something with the at the James Beard house right now. Wow. Yeah, so I love seeing like our local chefs like doing big things, you blowing know? Up, blowing up. <laughs> yes, exactly. So yeah, check out Chef's Hawker Center. My LA homies, I'm gonna come home for this February 25th dinner, Chef Two and Chef John Yao of Kato. Dude, he's 25 years old. He opened his first restaurant in uh, West Side of LA and he came from up here. Like he's trained behind Benu and I believe Saison. So yeah. There's like, a lot of stars involved with there. Exactly. Involved there. He's 25 years old and started his own restaurant. And, and I haven't been to Kato in LA, but I hear really good things about it. So I'm super excited. And to also bring my mom to this. I'm jealous already. So get tickets now. Not to go to the other side of the spectrum, <laughs> but I think one of the other big events that was big in the, in the group chat this week, uh, Taco Bell fries are out, guys. If you've been living under a rock, you probably haven't seen the videos, but Taco <laughs> Bell fries are out. I got some over this past weekend, and then I know you ate it like day or two before I did. I got it the day it came out. Um, yeah. <laughs> after uh, our homie Methods was finished spinning a gig at the Miranda, I went to our local TB in Oakland. I grabbed 10 orders and went to our other local place, uh, Cold Cuts. They're a dollar each, right? It was a dollar with the 
nacho cheese sauce included. So is this just a promo price or that is that I the don't regular know. price? Yeah, okay. And t- the portion was like good for a dollar. Like I don't, I didn't need more than that per order. Yeah, it's funny. So our homie Methods posted something on Facebook and another oh, person are we was gonna, like... Are we actually going to talk about this on air now? No, no, no. Not, not, not your hatred for... Your, oh, your faux hatred. My faux for hatred. Talk, We're going to clear it up already? So another person posted like, oh, I can make these at home. I'm like, but not for a fucking dollar. <laughs> and to like, what are you going to do with all that oil? Like yeah. I'm always like, what am I going to do with this oil? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's totally worth a dollar. Um, so I ordered it the Supreme style, I guess the nacho style. The hype beast way. Yeah, and I was like, I'm here. I'm just going to spend an extra couple bucks, whatever. Yeah. I still got a Mexican pizza though. That's never going to change. Okay, so the thing about fast food is you got to eat it right away. It's in the name. Exactly. And so I went to the Taco Bell in the Tenderloin near Kat's house. I think it's the sketchiest Taco Bell ever. I don't know. Our Oakland one gives it a good run for its money, I feel. I don't think I've been to that one. I don't. And so... <laughs> So I got it to go and it's not even a far walk. Like it's <laughs> like a block and a half, but it's covered. It gets steamy. So I honestly really like fast food right away. It has to be eaten right away. And so by the time I got to Kat's place, the fries got soggy, especially like the part that was already touching the cheese and the beef. It was obviously soggy. And so it was just like eating mush. Mm. I can imagine it being really good if I got to eat it fresh. And then since having it that way, like I would prefer the tortilla chips instead. And so I kind of sad that I didn't get to try just like the regular fries with the, the cheese dip. Oh, okay. I think I would like it that way better. So I kind of did the opposite. I only got them straight up with the cheese dip. Uh, I did not get Supreme. I mean, thanks to your kind of insight, I kind of don't feel like I missed anything. No, I mean, like, I definitely want to try it again and just get the regular fries with the cheese dip. I, I will say from at least my experience with them, they were crispy, but they weren't like other fast food chains fry crispy. Like they kind of had this solid level of being kind of crispy, which, which for me in fries, it's kind of weird, like... I like other things crispier, but like I'm also one who's not a big fan of well done in and out fries. I was for a little bit. I kind of had a phase where I was really into it. I, I actually kind of like that a little bit of play in yeah. the texture. So even fresh, they were not, at least from my Taco Bell in Oakland, it was not extremely crispy, but it was enough where it was satisfying. And even being that fresh, some of them were starting to stick together. Mm-hmm. Um, they were definitely like oilier, not not in like a gross oily way, but they were dense. They weren't like fluffy and airy whatsoever. Mm-hmm. They were definitely oily, dense. Do fries. we have um, rallies up here? It reminded been. me of a rallies French fry. It's a seasoned fry, but it has like a little batter around the fry. Yeah. Um, and it definitely reminded me of a rallies and fry. And definitely color-wise too, it's got that deeper orange for the quotation Mexican spices that are on it. <laughs> Is that what it's supposed to be? I yeah. But put that I mean, together. it makes it more appetizing though because when it gets warmer, when it looks warmer color-wise, it does look more appetizing. Yeah, so it's a, it's a skinny fry that's battered and with some seasoning and then... The ones um, you got were skinnier? Because ours were actually kind of thicker. Like they're thicker, th- the ones we got were thicker than McDonald's fry for sure. Like I'd say at least twice as I thick. Think, what I think it is, it's like the same size as a McDonald's fry but with that batter. That pu- it, like it puffs it out it a little bit? It puffs it out a little bit. But it puffs it out but it didn't make it airy though. Like I said, these were very dense fries, yeah, which is yeah. Why? I haven't had them like sogged up like yours were, but it wouldn't make me that mad if I did. I would just kind of fake tell my brain that I wasn't eating crispy, airy fries. I was just eating like this kind of dense potato thing. I mean, I like texture. So like if I'm going to have nachos, I'm wanting a crisp. Mm. That's why I love the Mexican pizza because it's like the meat and it's like the crispy shell. I don't know. I typically like my French fries with ranch yeah. and ketchup. So you probably can't get this. Well, actually, there. you probably could because most Taco Bells are combined with uh, KFCs now. Oh, that's true. <laughs> so I probably can get it. I'm gonna have to try that next time. Or if you do a comparison with the KFC potato wedges. I mean, I'm not gonna not get the cheese, yeah. right? <laughs> I love or, cheese. Or I mean, at Cold Cuts, you know, after you know, you know how Cold Cuts be. Um, we definitely grabbed a handful of the hot sauces, and you know, eventually you just start throwing the hot sauces into the cheese. As long as it looks kind of darker, like it's red, you're like, oh, this is close enough to ketchup. I'm just gonna. Go with this now. To segue off of the hot sauces, so one, one of my old co-workers, uh, I guess he just like kind of shared a space in my uh, old job in the building. He was our lab guy. He was obsessed with Taco Bell hot sauce. Any particular of the ranking system or all of them? I don't remember which one it was, but he would buy like a squeeze bottle and like steal all the Taco oh Bell God, sauces. That's next level. And then like squeeze into a squeeze bottle and that was like his sauce for everything. That's next level. And we we have a fridge at work and so he'd keep his like bottle of hot sauce. But I think you can buy Taco Bell hot sauce oh, now. I wasn't sure. I wasn't 
Dinnerware. I'm pretty sure you can. Like, Although, it's def- like in Safeway, you can buy Taco Bell shells and Taco Bell hot sauce. I have seen the shells before. I don't know if I've seen the hot sauce. Yeah, you can buy it now. But I, but I mean, I guess if you can get it for free, why not? Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, I am quite a big fan of other hot sauces, so I'd rather, if I'm going to get hot sauce, I'll go get something else that's out there as well. So yeah, I, I like I like the french fries. I mean, it's only a dollar, so why not? I mean, I'm not going to... I'm, I'm definitely will probably not get that nachos, the, the fry supreme again. I was not a fan of that. You need like a control. And- but I'm not going to stray away from my Mexican pizza. I'm going to get my cinnamon twist still. And I like the chalupas. I'm a fan of the chalupas. Likewise. I got one when we went on Thursday as well. <laughs> chalupas with baja sauce. Yes. And I'm a big cheesy gordita crunch fan. That was the first one I had in years. And it brought back a lot of good memories. So, I mean, I wonder, was it Mark Coppas? Was the oh, one the, that, uh, the was the one that person, was. Yeah. Yeah, Mark Coppas. So thanks, was, Mark Coppas. Your dream is now reality. Thanks, Blink's Mark Hoppus of Blink-182 for putting this in motion. And uh, we're sorry, Del Taco. We hope you recover from this. No, nah, Del Taco is my favorite. Well, remember, this was kind of an attempt to kind of like get on their level because Del Taco's been having fries. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, I, if head-to-head Del Taco fries and Taco Bell fries, Del Taco for Well, Del sure. Taco fries are, I think, a little closer to traditional, traditional fast food fries. Yeah, it's so good. So, yeah. we went to the Winter Fancy Food Show. I'm still kind of full and recovering. I'm really not, but figuratively you know, I never I got am. really full each day. I was just like, I felt like so overwhelmed by everything. Yes. So since we last spoke to you, um, we managed to get access to this thing. So since it's called the Winter Fancy Food Show, I'm, I'm assuming there's a summer one? Yes. And uh, I believe it's in New York, though, so it might be harder to get to. Oh, yeah. But I wouldn't mind going to New York. Nah, I don't... If I'm going to go to New York, I don't want to spend three days of my life doing this. That's true. Or just go for a day. But yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I got to go two of the three days. I think you went two of the three days as well. Yes. It was funny because like at work, I was like, guys, uh, can I wrap up? Can we wrap up this meeting? Because I got somewhere to be. <laughs> like, where are you going? I got to go to glorified Costco. I'm gonna try, yeah, I'm going to try to go to this fancy food show. My coworkers were like, all right, fine. Leave work early. But as long as you bring us snacks. And you, oh, and oh, we got snacks. We got snacks. So if you guys have never, never, never heard of or been to this event, it's it's a food trade show. I can't imagine anyone buying the ticket just to go though. Uh, I, I don't mean, know. I mean, maybe I don't know. What I assume it's most people that who went to this event were in the industry. Yeah, a couple of our homies got to be there. Um, shout out to Sugar and Spun. We hung out at their booth for a little um, bit. Yeah, we got to hang out with Sugar and Spun. We got to go to a couple of the after parties, but it wasn't like that tight. It was cool. I mean, I was already too full by the time we got there to partake in any of the bar bites, but I'll still take an open bar. No, I didn't get to take advantage of any of the open bar. Oh, because it was so crowded. I mean, I got a like a glass of wine and a cocktail, and then I went home after that as well. Because you guys had left for the pop up. Oh yeah, that's right. That's and I stayed right. a little bit. So this. This happened at Moscone Center, both sides. Because usually conventions that happen there, it's one or the other. One one room is categorized by state, like as in America, and the other room was categorized by like country or at least continent. And it was insane. We uh, we kind of messed up by spending too much time in the North America side. Which, well, I think what I've noticed was like that side was more of like the takeaway freebie stuff. And then the, the international side was more of like the you got to have fresh kind of thing. That's true. So day two, Jen Louie and I, we planned to meet up and then we didn't get to finish the international side. Uh, but I, I ended up getting there half an hour early before her. And so I did remember that we didn't get too many take homes from the international side. So I like used my time wisely and went back over there and finished finished what we didn't get to hit up on the first day. There were so many good things we had there, but uh, like Flan said, who had gotten to go last year, he was like, you're going to get really excited in the beginning and try a lot of stuff you really like, but then after a while, it kind of becomes a blur. <laughs> yeah, it was so crazy. It was funny because I remember, like, what I remember the most was we went to Vita Coco. Oh, to get the Coco, yeah, to get the Coco. And water. then there was, uh, it was called Coco Coconut Community, which was right next door. And um, I remember trying that one and I was like, oh, I need to throw away this Coco Vita because this one tastes better. <laughs> um, yeah, it was crazy because like it, it was it was just so much stuff. And it was like over sensory overload, I feel, but it, like in a good way. Yeah, so I got to we got to try a lot of cool snacks. Um, what I felt was popular. Well, I don't know because I don't I don't know what to compare it to. But like I never really cared about pepper jelly before, but now I yeah, really you care were about. Hyped off of it. I love you pepper jelly now. Um, we got to try like smoked bourbon infused caviar. Although, which I thought was good, even though it was probably extract. I was more a fan of the truffle one. Yeah. They were both really good. I remember it because we had it so early on in yeah. attending. Um, of course, the uni section was amazing. Yeah. Uh, um, glad I got there early for that because I heard they ran out later. I, I really like snacky things. So like there was, a, I forget the name of the company, but they did like half popped popcorn. Oh, I, th- I tried with, that with you too. Which I do like. That was good. But they had these crispy lentils. 
that they didn't have any samples of, but I really, I like, I like lentils. It reminded me like, I like Indian snacks um, and they have so many different like variety packs of Indian snacks. And so it reminded me of one of those um, bags that I've had before in the past. Yeah, speaking about like different types of snacks or chips, like there's so much there you have never seen before in your life. Uh, one of my favorites, I had a parsnip chip that really surprised me a that lot. That was really good. That it was, was like cool. some Canadian company. Um, yeah, we have something else from them that I grabbed, but it wasn't yeah, the parsnip hard chip. Bite. Yes, those are really good. I love those yeah, a lot. Yeah, parsnips, parsnip chips are really good. And what I liked about Hard Bite was like they had these two chip flavors. It was an avocado lime, and the other one was yogurt something else. And those two flavors are really good. And I, I think the longer we were there that day, we kind of like developed hacks. Because <laughs> yeah. it just kind of felt fun to get on the system. Like, what can I pair from one booth to eat? with another booth that's really good because I got really excited the first time we had like like an Iberico ham sliced off of a leg. Oh, this is so good. And then it was like, oh, there's 12 other booths that do this. <laughs> Honestly, though, the first one we had was the best one we had. I don't, in my I don't opinion. know if we had the same first one, though, because I think I went off with Dave and we got one. Oh, and then you maybe. guys had one later. So we might have had different first the, ones. The first one was the, the same guy that had the anchovies. Oh, but also I remember a couple other ones that had the ham and the anchovies. Oh, so I don't know if okay. we went to the first one. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it became a blur. I mean, especially in the international, international section. Like, I was pretty cheesed out at the end. Yeah. Um, did have some exciting cheeses though. Um, one of my standouts was the banana cheese. That was really good. Aged goat cheese, which I'd never had before actually, mm -hmm. was insanely good. Um, I'm surprised I still even remember them after how many other cheeses we had. I agree. Those were probably the two that stand out the most. Um, there was on, I think one of the days I went, we I got to see, it was from uh, Humboldt, Humboldt Fog. Okay. And it was a blue cheese and then they put, um, they kind of made it like a creme brulee. Ooh, I and might have that, missed that. That was really cool. I never, I would have never thought to put sugar over this creamy blue, blue, cre uh, blue cheese, which is very then, like strong, which yeah. would, you wouldn't think could handle the sugar. So it was very creamy, and then it had like a layer of the like the crisp, like the hard burnt sugar, and that together, like it married so well. And I was like, whoa, that's crazy. I could do this at home. I have a torch. <laughs> there you go. I mean, that's kind of why we went too, just to gain that insight. I took Flan over to uh, Vermont Butter. Oh, I went back the other the next day when you weren't there, but I was there. Vermont oh. butter is my favorite butter. I knew I had like peaked at optimalness when I was just going there just straight up eat butter. Yeah. I had to take that hard look like, man, what am I doing with my life right now? I'm at this trade show eating butter off of a stuff. I didn't know if they were gonna be there, but I know about Vermont butter because of French laundry. And I didn't know that, so I was like, and, and you were so, like, Yeah, it's good enough for them. It's yeah, good exactly. enough for me to eat like, off of a stick right now. Fucks with Vermont butter, I fucks with Vermont butter. <laughs> It's so good. And they had like all these like little, it looked like Golden Globe statues, but they must, they won awards. Oh I guess, yeah, I noticed that. Like the booths there that were popping, they all had like their little awards throughout the booths and it was so, kind of fun to see them throughout so, like, the event. So like going the second day, like, you know, you kind of learn some things, right? And so I went back to taste more butters and then I just knew to keep it on the spoon, didn't eat it right away and then went to another counter that had crackers. And I would just like see the hacks, the combination hacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Dave. He got that like pepper infused honey. And then he went to like the spot doing chicken shawarma across the yes, hall and did yes. the combo with the chicken <laughs> and the honey. I was like, man, that's that's genius. I don't, I don't know what else to say about it. It was just uh, it was so crazy. There was a shit ton of people there. All I can say is try to go yourself because I want to go back every year now. <laughs> yeah, I definitely want to go back every year. Um, I don't know. I have like three tote bags of like snacks. Yeah, I'm home. jealous of you guys for being able to go back towards the end. Like shout out to producer Flan Reyes. He went back with empty tote bags and definitely did his adult trick-or-treating <laughs> and pretty much came back with his uh, bounty of stuff. Like it was so fun. I was at work and I was getting, we watched videos of Flan like holding a whole leg of prosciutto. Like what the hell? <laughs> and even some of the stuff off their display tables because they didn't need it anymore, like succulent plants. <laughs> that was tight. I mean, I get it. Like they were just trying to go home. Yeah. After three days of that gluttony, you kind of need to. I can't remember who I was talking about this with, but I like remember we like within the last couple of weeks, I was like looking up articles about powdered alcohol. Oh, we did get to try that there. Yeah, so there's a company. It was called Palcohol, and um, <laughs> uh, I hate that. I like that because it's funny. <laughs> so the FDA like shut it down before it could ever even be released. It's a company from uh, North Carolina, I believe, and. I don't know. I don't even know how I started like reading about it, but I just like went into this hole of like reading more articles. I'm like, where can I buy this app? I don't even know what I'm going to do with it, but I just started reading about it. And then it, this is when we were in the Japan section of the International Hall 
And it was basically like Matcha Alley. <laughs> yeah. I Like the first green tea thing I had was like, oh, this is amazing. And then like again with the prosciutto, I had like five other amazing ones right after that. My favorite uh, matcha that I tried was the, um, it was like hibiscus and matcha and it was like naturally sweet. Oh, I do remember that, that one. That was really good. That one was nice. But it was actually, um, I think it was right across from it, but this guy had all these powders. And I think their main, you know, they were in that alley because of the powdered matcha. They do powdered uh, yuzu. But I was eavesdropping um, and they were talking about powdered brandy. Yeah. And so I just kind of like waited for them to talk, uh, finish talking. And then I asked the guy and I was like, oh, can I try that? And then he poured some in my hand and I was like, no shit, this really It really did. Yeah, like, you let me try some as well. It did taste like it. I didn't get to try enough to see any side effects from it, but it really tasted like brandy. So there's a sake, vodka, brandy. Um, I don't remember what else they had there, but they had all these powdered alcohols. And, um, you know, just wanted to know. I asked, I was like, you know, can I get this shipped here? And he's like, no, we can't. Yeah. I mean, I get why the FDA did not approve it. Like, it fucking looks like pixie stick. It's like uh. pixie stick. Like, if, if you, like I said, I can't, I couldn't tell if you can actually get drunk of it, off of it. But it's supposedly you just add water and it's liquor. Um, I can see why. Yeah. You know, it looks too much like candy. It looks like too much like candy or drugs. <laughs> You know, so. so, I mean, there were so many items we went through. We have so many samples to go through. We probably don't have time to get to most of them on the show. But What uh, were your highlights from the show? Like, what were your favorite things that you got to sample? Because I would, I would assume that, like, we probably had a lot. Kind of some of the ones I just went through. I mean, uh, the, like you said, the pepper jelly, um, the parsnip chip, uh, that bluefin from Spain. Oh, gosh. was so insane. Good. So I went good. back two days in a row for that. A few of the cheeses, like I said. Uh, but, yeah, again, it's all a blur. We're going to have to, like, relook at all of the samples and freebies we got and kind of get back into it. Or I'll have to revisit... Uh, the way too excessive amount of Instagram posts I made on our Instagram account while we were there. But uh, expect more recap from us because there's a lot to dive through from this. So in the coming weeks, whenever we get time to, for it, probably you'll see us talk about some more items as we slowly go along. I was really into, I like cheese straws. So I eat a lot of cheese straws that I really like. Um, some pepper jellies. I can, we, we can talk about the, the brands later. I don't remember. But pepper jelly, um, there was like a corned beef prime rib or something. Oh, that, that was made. one of the highlights for sure. We went back a couple days for that. <laughs> that yeah. was so good. Yeah, that bluefin from Spain, which it was so funny because like they they served it as a, a nigiri and a, and a maki roll as and well. And a maki roll. And it was, everyone was, I mean, it's, it's a Spanish company, but everyone there was Japanese. So yeah. I, I was a little confused about that. <laughs> I, I didn't really care because I just want to stand in line and get some deliciousness. So apparently we missed the whole haul completely. Uh, the one that Justin was telling us about? The, the, up, the one upstairs. Oh, yeah, I guess we did miss it. I didn't go up any stairs. I didn't go up any stairs. Um, yeah, in the three, so it was there for three days. I got to go for like a day and a half maybe. And I feel like I only got to, got to visit like 30% of it. There's so much more that I didn't get to hit up at all. I definitely hope we can go next year. I'm pretty sure we can. It was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, like if anyone got to visit this event, I, I did hit up like a couple other food friends and um, I met up with two. I hit up my friend Linda and, you know, to let her know like, hey, I'm here now. Are you still here? She's like, oh man, I had to leave. It was too much. Yeah, I couldn't handle it. I went it. with Bonnie on uh, Monday for a little bit and she was like, yeah, it's too much. I got to get back to the office. I went, I went hungry. I was like, I need to get coffee, but I was like, oh, I'm just going to get coffee there. Yeah, so there's going to be coffee there at some that point. It was kind of cool. It was a whole day of eating and then... And then more eating after that. Yes. <laughs> it's very insane. So if you haven't been, try to go next year. If you were there, uh, let us know what you thought. Yeah. So fancy food show. I'm with it. Ooh. It is now time for the Juicy Bits. This is where we talk about food news in the world that you and your stomach needs to know about. So what's on the plate this week? <laughs> so Say by the Bell pop-up diner is coming to L.A. This is um, from Food and Wine Magazine. So you ready for my uh, controversial hot take? <laughs> okay, go ahead. I've never watched Say by the Bell. What? <laughs> Wait, is this because it's before your time? Or even when they were like playing it as like reruns as a kid. I mean, I might have seen one, but I never got invested or remembered anything. I'm going to only be able to speak on what the foods are <laughs> and count on your recollections of the show and if they're accurate or not. I was a pretty big fan of this show. I guess it's my generation. Tell me about it. <laughs> 
and then yeah Flan, Flan is saying it's his as well I think the show went on for quite a long time so I'm not sure which span of my adolescence this happened but it seemed like it might have been a couple of them or a couple stages yeah I remember it was basically high school up and through college until Zach and Kelly gets married I wouldn't know Zach and Kelly <laughs> but they seem like nice people they were kind of like the heartthrobs of the show. Oh, okay. I mean, I've seen like memes and, you know, I've, <laughs> I'm a terrible child in this sense where, yeah, I don't really know too much about the show, but it did seem like an exciting article and the food. I mean, the food sounded good and that's what we're going to talk about, right? <laughs> they had like a, a year long run in Chicago. Was this show originally in Chicago? I honestly don't remember. It was in LA, right? Yeah, that's so what I thought. So like it's almost like a homecoming for them then. Yeah, I wonder why it was in Chicago for a year, but... Um, like having served more than 20,000 Bayside burgers. So, you know, Bayside is the high school they went oh, to. Okay. I, I didn't. <laughs> you didn't know. I didn't. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then, so the diner's called the Max. Oh. That was like the after school hangout spot. Everyone went there and... It was a common setting on the show. Definitely. Okay. I don't know. Growing up, I, there wasn't a diner that I hung out with, so I couldn't really relate besides going to my family restaurant. But like, I was there alone and one friend. <laughs> and then I would have to like warm up biscuits and gravy or make them a BLT. <laughs> so I was the best. Let's see, what else are they serving at this thing? Oh, wow. Tickets are on sale through October. It starts now, and uh, the pop-up starts in May. What I really love about things like this is that my generation, one end of the millennials, I guess. I looked it up not too long ago. That's, I guess I'm technically a millennial. And so there's a lot of cool things happening for people in our generation. It's like kind of weird. Novelty, but then, like novelty, novelty stuff yeah, that just novelty to hit things. you in the feels kind of maybe? Just like, you know, the Hello Kitty Cafe. Like every fucking girl my age loves Hello Kitty. <laughs> So this is kind of cool that it's bringing something that we all, or not all, everyone but you, Chavin. <laughs> you know, a very nostalgic thing to visit. And I am assuming since it went for a year in Chicago, it's going to do really well in L.A. So one thing I've noticed um, from this happening, well, one, L.A. gets them more than we do here in the Bay Area. These like show-themed pop-ups, one that I am familiar with that they did last year or the year before, I, I think as well in L.A., was the Bob's Burgers one. See, and I've never watched Bob's Burgers. What? I'm just kidding. I'm not going to turn that back on. <laughs> you but one thing one cool thing about bob's burgers is that every show like one of the easter eggs on the show is they always put like a stupid pun burger name on the daily specials board they usually never talk about it like on the show but it's different every show so what they did for the pop-up was they actually made some of those burgers and served them to folks off the top of my head one of the famous ones was baby you could chive my car so it was like a burger yeah, i don't get it and they like put chives <laughs> on them so i in general though i think they're they're banking off these cult followings and I think just giving the fans something more to get excited about for the brand. The foods being served at this diner is says the Max will also sport show inspired items like Tori's fried chicken, AC sliders, Mac and Screech, Bayside Burger, Preppy BLT, and the Kelly Kapowski Monte Cristo. From what I remember, like they never really talked about what they were eating. I think maybe you saw like AC Slater, aka Alfred Clifford, eating a French fry, but it was never like, oh my god, this burger on the show. So it's kind of cool that they are just naming the things after the characters. Um, but the whole thing started when co-founder Derek Barry started a Facebook group to gauge interest for the event. Um, so he shopped the idea to NBC, and then they gave him the green light, and the rest is history. So Dime Piece, you go home quite often. It seems like it's running for a long time. If you go home, maybe check it out. Let us know. Probably not. My issue is that when I go home, it's usually for a few days and it's barely enough time to eat my favorites. And so anything that's new in LA, I have no idea because I don't have time to go eat because I must eat like the places I love always. Okay. So any of my LA friends that are going, let us know. You should try to go if you're not. Um, let us know. I'm curious to see how this goes. So this next one comes to us from Chew Boom. Never this heard one. of it. I haven't either. <laughs> what is Chew Boom? <laughs> what the fuck is that? They gave like, us a good I'm article. Chewing. Boom. <laughs> Their logo looks like a Pac-Man pizza, so I'm into it. <laughs> oh my god, it is! But, but the article, the article's about expensive sandwiches. This Long Island restaurant is selling a $1,000 pastrami sandwich. Chavin, tell me what is in this $1,000 okay, yeah, sandwich. Before we dive into it, the King Doma, subject to change, includes 28-day dry-aged prime rib beef short ribs, 7-day Glenlivet 25 single malt brine, Indonesian luwak coffee pastrami rub, gold speck Argentinian grilled rye whiskey flatbread. There's already a lot of whiskey going on. Yeah. Pan-roasted Hudson Valley foie gras. Italian Alba white truffles, gold dusted black truffle tater tots with saffron tomato aioli, Stoli Elite wasabi infused roasted beet and cabbage horseradish, Cristal infused French mustard, microgreen herb medley. Uh, Nothing bought that baller in that you one. You can buy that at Safeway. <laughs> 
is garnished with gold leaves and Mr. Pickles kosher dills. And to top it all off, it's served with a glass of Cristal champagne. The only thing this is missing is Dave Chappelle's diamond sprinkle. Remember, <laughs> no, like, in the episode? In a, a dinosaur egg. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to sprinkle diamonds on it so my shit can sparkle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I miss that, Dave Chappelle. Yes. Um, yeah, this restaurant is doing this promo for the Super Bowl, which I don't know who's trying to eat expensive food for the Super Bowl. I mean, this is people that are like wanting to do the ball in the shit ever. Like, so I'm, I'm, this exists because someone is buying it for sure. Two Chains is going to eat this on camera soon. <laughs> we called it first. Two Chains is either eating it already and hasn't posted it yet, or he's going to eat this because he who knows? Because like, remember, I don't know if you guys know about the show. Um, Most expensivest. Yeah, Two Chains has this show with Vice called Most Expensivest, and he ate that Wagyu and he was saying that was the first time he ate beef in like 17 years. He rode like a $25,000 bicycle. <laughs> so uh, crazy. He rented that expensive golf driving range thing with Vic Mensa. My thing is when you make stuff this expensive just for the sake of making it that expensive, there's always that common player of those ingredients that make it expensive. Like you gotta have the gold flakes, you gotta have truffles of some sort, you gotta have foie. The only thing this is really missing from that team is like some kind of caviar or something. Yeah. There's really nothing else you can add to a dish to make it that baller besides those same things. So in And that the only reason why it's missing because it doesn't go it doesn't exactly, fit in exactly. It anywhere. So in that vein, to be honest, like this expensive food, it's cool, but it's mad boring to me. This looks like a massive ass sandwich as well. And what's funny about this article is that it's very short. It just shows a picture, the ingredients, and what the website is called. Chew. Boom. That's it. There's <laughs> not much. More, there's not nothing else with we're, it. We're more excited about this news source's name than the actual article itself. Yeah. <laughs> I but, mean, if I had an extra thousand dollars, like, fuck it. Why not? I'll buy it. <laughs> But yeah. I don't have an extra thousand dollars. The weird thing is, is like, yeah, it's got this crazy stuff on it. But like I said, because it has those usual suspects of expensive ingredients, I can kind of picture how this probably would taste. Even though I haven't had all these expensive ingredients, you know, I've had little bits of them here and there in other dishes. And I can kind of piece together how this might taste. I've had like all of these things separately, but never together. Yeah. I also ate a Reuben sandwich yesterday and it was pretty damn good. And it only cost me like $10. Um, actually, the final thing I ate from the fancy food show was a Reuben sandwich. It was. So we both have had <laughs> Reuben sandwiches recently. Mine being $10, yours being free. <laughs> I know. That's way better deal than this $1,000 sandwich. <laughs> yeah. I mean, none of our listeners are going to order this, but if someone does, take a picture and tag us just so we get some clout from it. Um, I think the craziest thing that's not your typical like ball into shit ever is the Luwak coffee rub. I don't know anything about that. Can you? I might be wrong. Someone can correct me, but I believe this is the coffee that like the animal kind of like eats all this stuff and then it shits it out. Okay. And these are like basically coffee bean shits. You know, it's, it sounds <laughs> weird, but there's kind of a lot of not a lot of, but there's a couple of other food ingredients in the world that are like that too. Like bird's nest soup. It's all like birds regurgitated, whatever. That's bomb. Um, when I heard of that expensive coffee, it made me think about, uh, I think it was Blue Bottle that last year they put out that really expensive coffee. It was from the Middle East or something like that. So I forgot whether it was the difficulty it took to get it or the actual coffee itself, but they're selling it for like 20 bucks a cup or something. Yeah. And crazy. it was like $60 plus, I think for a little bag. The last time I went to Vietnam, me, my mom and my friend, we went, there's this one place that you kind of go buy all the coffee and teas at in Ho Chi Minh and it's inside of Jiao Ben Tan. And I don't know, I think I just got like caught up on like a whirlwind of like buying all this shit. But I was like, I, most of my money went to buying baller ass tea and coffee. It's like the YouTube <laughs> rabbit hole, but in real life. Yeah, like we were like, you know, wheeling and dealing like normal and then left. I was like, how the fuck did I spend $100 <laughs> in Vietnam <laughs> buying coffee and tea? Like, I don't understand. Was but... that some of the one that you had when I when I had tea at your place? Yeah, yeah, that's okay, tea that was from that. Good, but that was I, I, good bought, tea, though. I bought Luwak coffee. Oh, okay. This uh, sandwich is using Indonesian, and I believe what I'm using is like a Vietnamese one. So I definitely probably don't see myself eating the sandwich. But if anyone that does, I hope you enjoy it. The next thing we're going to talk about is from TechCrunch. We're getting our sources from all over this show. Yeah, these are kind of like sites that we normally don't um, get our sources we're showing, from. We're, we're expanding our horizons. Yes, yes. Diversifying our bonds. <laughs> so, so, so what do we got? What's What do we got from TechCrunch? Uber Eats acquires Ando, the food delivery startup from David Chang. <clears throat> Chiva Ding. That's not me. <laughs> that makes its own food. So I'm actually really excited about this. I uh, don't know anything about this. I guess I'm behind on food news. So <laughs> or news food. I'm just <laughs> I'm just in a Jace resemblance, but the person who I look like. He looks like you, okay? Yeah, he looks like me. <laughs> 
Um, but I'm also not getting Uber Eats money, so I can't talk. He started, <laughs> you know, he's famous for the Momofuku for uh, Milk Bar, partially for Milk Bar. Started this company a couple years ago called Ondo, where it focuses on delivery. And they had originally just partnered with Uber Eats. So you can only get the food through delivery. You can't go into a physical place and order it. From what this looks like, Uber Eats just said, you know what? We just actually want to own this. Like, this is ours now. So they took it. So is this in New York only? So when Ondo functioned as its own, you can only get it in New York. And I'm excited about this acquisition because I have wanted to try the food, but have not been to New York since this really came out. So there's no way to try it. Uber Eats hasn't announced what they're actually doing with the acquisition yet. My hopes are that they make this type of food more accessible now that they own it. I'm trying to see like, what are the options? It's stuff that's like easily deliverable, like sandwiches, I think noodle bowls. I don't have their menu in front of me right it doesn't, now. Yeah, it doesn't talk about what the options are for this. But I mean, mm. it's, it's smart of them to kind of just add this to their arsenal because the food delivery game is really competitive. I mean, you've got so many of them out there. I mean, we got Uber Eats a couple shows ago when we did the Impossible Burger to get Umami Burger. So they're kind of trying to kill the game right now by getting it accessible. I mean, David Chang is killing the game right now. Like, he, is. he has a bunch of restaurants. Ding hopefully is too, <laughs> but David Chang is killing the game. I mean, he has restaurants in Vegas now and I feel like... He just what, did LA as well. Yeah, so I feel like once you get to Vegas, it's kind of, it's bringing your food into a different environment because everyone goes to Vegas. And I feel like it's like a victory lap by the time you get there. Like, you're going to get people from the Midwest to try your food that would normally never try your food. Kind of in the same vein, this as well, too. Any folks that just have a city with Uber Eats that don't have a David Chang or Momofuku type of thing near them, this is kind of their way to get his brand. And uh, being being that I'm a designer, their branding was designed by local firm Character, which I'm a big fan of their work. So it's cool to see them come together on this project. And that's kind of another reason why I was aware of this brand in general. So I'm an avid uh, Uber Eats, Postmates, Caviar user. And I noticed recently, like, a lot of restaurants in the Bay Area are having like separate pop-ups that are deliverable by these apps. And it's sometimes like food that's not necessarily in the restaurant. That's kind of cool. It's, it's bringing, you know, other foods in a different vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> Or a scooter or a bike, you know, <laughs> depending on which service you're using. But it, it's going to be really exciting or scary because the article also says that a lot of these companies are trying to even cut out middlemen, maybe even by this acquisition, and just starting to acquire kitchens and prepare the stuff themselves. What also could happen with something like this is there's not going to be much quality control. Yeah, and so, true. I mean, I've had... I always fuck this up because I want to say David Dang, but I've had David Chang food before. I have too. And I think it's pretty good. <laughs> and so I wonder like... We'll see what happens with... Exactly. So yeah, because they haven't announced what they're doing with it yet. Like For they sure. haven't announced any kind of a rollout. I'm hoping it's more accessible and they have thought through their quality control because I'm excited and I want to try it. Yeah, I'm down. And it did say that Ondo as it exists now shut down immediately until they reform with this. So Got it. I don't even have a chance to get it now until they do something with this. Very cool. So we'll wait to see what happens. that time for the 11th time the most controversial bit on this podcast it is called saucing on you where we list three things that are kind of comparable you have to pick one and never have it again so our special guest today is writer nina tabios you might have read her work in the sf chronicle la canvas or bay bridge Hi, Nina, a.k.a. Champagne Ninong, a.k.a. Nina Colada, a.k.a. Tabios Payne, a.k.a. Nina Tabios. <laughs> What's up, guys? I love that the first two are beverage related. Yeah, the second one you, you kind of like made alcohol. up, actually. Yeah, I do. I'm kind of fan. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of a fan. You're a fan of alcohol. <laughs> Yo, I wouldn't be this talkative without it, though. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, shout out to this Kool-Aid right now. Oh, no, you're drinking a mule, right? Yeah, the Curry Fury. Ooh, I didn't have that. I'm going to have to get a sip after this take. Yeah, yeah. Because this Kool-Aid's doing its thing, but uh, that looks tasty. you got to try it. And then the Davios thing, like, it was at... um, uh, Colcut. Not at Colcuts. What was that party that we go to in December? The Stevie Wonder oh, one? Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. <laughs> Actually, you and, you and Flan were there, and then they were like, oh, let's dab. And I was like, what the fuck is a dab? <laughs> Someone teach this girl how to dab. <laughs> I didn't know what a dab was. This conversation's so dated now because of that. Yeah, I didn't know what a dab was. It's so common knowledge now. (laughs) Speaking about dabs, on today's edition, (laughs) the Green Bay Snackers edition, we're talking about dips. Why Green Bay? Green Bay. Green Bay. Because this is the the before the Super Bowl edition. Oh, I have no idea who's in the Super Bowl. Uh, Yeah, we only care about the food that's involved with it. (laughs) That kind of food. Are you guys ready for the items? Yes. Okay. Green Bay Snackers edition, we're talking about dips. And you dip, we dip, we dip. Yeah, yeah so I might have to cue the instrumental. The Packers are not in the Super Bowl, but the Snackers do, are. Do any of you guys know who's in the Super Bowl? I'm sorry, I only watch British football. Oh, gosh. Um, okay. So the dips we have are artichoke, guacamole, or queso. I'm a huge fan of the spinach artichoke dip at 
what's that pizza? What's that pizza place in the mall? California Pizza Kitchen. Oh, CPK. Okay. CPK. I when we I everything. when I order that, I ask for all blue corn chips. Okay. If the server's cool, they'll do it for me. I'm also a fan of the Trader Joe's one. It's pretty fire, and it's only like two dollars and fifty cents. <laughs> I love nacho cheese at all times, I mean, except like for AMC's nacho cheese, that uh, shit is garbage. The thing is, is, I've had bad versions of all three. Yeah, so, true, for sure, for true. sure. Good it's kind of one of those things where like, if it's done right, then I fuck with it hard. But when it's done really, really bad, it can be like a stain in your perspective of it. Mm. So like just off the bat, like I already know what I'm going to pick. I don't know. I mean, should we go into it or? Yeah, we haven't, I mean, we haven't talked a little bit about spinach dip. Like guac, I like guac, but I don't like raw onions. And so if the guac has raw onions in it, then I will just dip it just to get enough of like the creaminess on my chip. But I will never scoop a guac. I'm very <laughs> contraire. Like I love raw onions of any sort. So honestly, if I see a guac and it's not in there, like I get kind of sad. Like there's no point in even dipping right now. It's just too much uniform texture. I need more irregularity. I look for the onions and I'll like navigate my dip <laughs> so I can grab as many onions as possible. I'll eat guacamole with you then. <laughs> okay, good. Or you could just shuttle all the onions to one side. Like I like onions, but it needs to be like not visible for me in my food. <laughs> Did I ever tell you why I'm kind of into them? No. It's kind of lame. I was like just being a young fat kid. When I used to get like my McDonald's burgers, I used to never want them in there. But then I just ended up not wanting to be wasteful, so I would just power through it every time. Because, <laughs> you know, a lot of kids don't like raw onions, so they'll ask for it without. And then there'd be times where I would just forget, and I'll just see it in there. I'm like, uh, I don't like it, but I'm just going to go through it anyways because I don't want to waste it. You know, growing up, you know, a young Asian kid, they teach you not to be wasteful. So I would kind of like try to corral it to my earlier bite so I could get it over with first <laughs> and like eat it with my burger earlier on. And then like I'd have the rest of the, like, the rest of the burger to have a boring onion part. Yeah. But then as I got older, I'm like, save oh, the best hold. for last. Yeah. But as I got older, though, I'm like, yo, hold up. The rest of this is actually tight with the whole... So now, it's complete 180. Raw onions are like one of my favorite things. No, I don't like raw onions. You know what's funny? is like my experience with raw onion is through kind of the same vehicle as through the McDonald's cheeseburger. So see, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that little... Even though I don't really eat McDonald's anymore, that little dice was like a good gateway to get into them because they're so digestible from being a little size. Mm -hmm. I'm even making the little like motion with my <laughs> fingers right now because... I've never seen other onions diced that small <laughs> in every other place I've seen food. No, yeah, I remember when my dad used to make a burger and uh, he's like, what do you want in your burger? I'm like, I want onions, but can you cut them up like real, real small? He's like, fuck that, no, no, no. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm like little, he's like, I ain't doing that for you. I mean, I'm the firstborn in my family, um, like the first grandchild as well. And so like, I was pretty spoiled. If I didn't want to eat something, my parents wouldn't make me. Uh. So like, if there was onions in my burger, I'm like, nah, I'm not eating that. And they would just buy me a new one. I'm the first born and I still <laughs> did it though. I guess you just- but I was like the, like the first grandchild too. Oh, okay. I also was too though. And I still just ate my onions. Cause I, just, I at the end too, like just not being wasteful. I was like, I'm just hungry. Dang. So I'm just going to power through it anyway. Your parents are mean. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> hi, hi mama, hi mama dang. <laughs> Okay, before we, before we <laughs> gravitate too far, Nina, what's your uh, sauce and selection? I'm gonna have to omit queso. Oh. Just because when what? it's uh -oh. really, really bad, it's really, really bad. If it's not creamy, then it's kind of rubbery. Mm. And I mean, there's no texture. I'm a texture person. Javid, I know you're kind of the same. Heavy and on texture. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've never had a guacamole I didn't really like. If it is bad, then I know how to doctor it up. That's why I like it. And I don't know, artichoke dip, I haven't had too much of it, but the ones I've had, I like it. So, you know, I haven't had a bad one to turn me off yet, but I've had a bad queso, so. Dime piece? I'm gonna get rid of spinach artichoke dip. Oh, okay. I like it, but I only have, I haven't had too much experience with it as well, besides like the aforementioned ways I've had it. Queso, I like real cheese or fake cheese, doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite kind of queso is actually the, <laughs> the really fake ones from the jar. We were just talking about that in the group chat earlier today. Yeah, that's my favorite kind. I love it. I, if I'm going to eat just chips and queso, like that's what I'm thinking. Like nachos for me is tortilla chips and like this neon orange cheese. It's not like shredded cheese. The more artificial, with, the better. Yeah, the more artificial, the better for me. Whatever yellow number, like, whatever dye, the better. that kind of nacho cheese versus like th those type of nachos versus like, I don't know, like from some restaurant where it's like shredded steak and melted cheese and all this garbage on it. Like, I don't want all that. I even remember a way earlier episode, we talked about Chipotle getting queso. I've ever even seen backlash that their queso wasn't that good and they've kind of given some flack for that. I haven't had it. The only time that queso has like made me feel pretty bad is the new AMC queso. Yeah, I've, yeah, your rants have been very, uh, <laughs> very vocal about that. Because like for me, the movie experience is the popcorn and nacho cheese for me. So if like the nacho cheese is subpar, like that kind of ruins the whole experience for me. Mm. I've even like 
signed a petition and reposted it and like got friends to sign it as well. Last time I checked, it was like 300 signatures of 500. I don't know where it's at now, but let's keep it moving to get this call to action to get to get this nacho cheese away from AMC. Maybe if we remember, we'll post the link in our show <laughs> but notes. Even then, maybe, but even then, even though I don't like it, I still get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, that's why it has to stay for you. It has to stay for me, even if I don't like it that much. I'll still get it. Mm. It's the glue. It's the glue of my popcorn. <laughs> you know, for me, that's an interesting take being that I it kind of makes the popcorn wet. And I know when it comes to like your chicken wings, you're a not wet chicken wing fan. Yeah, I don't know. I'm really, I mean, it's a different really, template. but a different, I'm just really, I'm very specific of how I like my things. And that's the way I like it. Like fast food, that's why I like, I don't like trying new things because I'm always going to revert back to what I like. And that's it. That's fair. I, that's fair. I always get the same thing, always everywhere. Shout out to Mexican pizza. For life. And Jack in the Box potato. Bacon cheddar potato yeah, wedges and two tacos, is. no lettuce. There it is. <laughs> so again, notice none of us can really bash guac because guac is forever, really. Word. With onions or not. Um, I, I'll I'm still able, eat it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There'll so, just be a pile of onions at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> which, that's when I'll come in and swoop on those. And, and I'll be scoop it into your bowl. <laughs> yeah, I'll be super down with that. Do we have separate guac bowls because guac bowl is expensive. Yeah. <laughs> Are they the sports cars of uh, of uh, Super Bowl party dips? Dude, it's the one thousand dollar pastrami. It's also dips. it's also it's also the um, the most temporary because it goes bad the fastest. So you kind of want to cherish it because it doesn't last as long as everything else. The other True. two you can kind of you know get a little more out of them. But guac once it goes brown, I mean I've eaten brown guac. I, just, <laughs> I was desperate, but <laughs> even brown guac you're like maybe. So I mean you can we can clearly say guac is staying for me. I'm actually going to have to agree with our guest. I'm going to drop queso. What? Because also it's very temperature dependent. Yeah, true. Exactly. The other two, I mean, yes, they have to be cold, but that's a little easier to make happen all the time. Queso, it's like if it's not hot, I'm definitely not interested. I'm eating it fast enough so it doesn't cool down. So I don't have that problem, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying. I don't know. And uh, my aunt makes a really great artichoke dip that she brings to every Thanksgiving. So I do have a little bit of that sentimentality towards that as well. The creaminess. I don't know. That For me, the white creaminess is more satisfying than the artificialness of the queso. And uh, also because uh, queso is a little more common because I see it everywhere. It doesn't make me as compelled to get it as often. Whereas artichoke dip, only once in a while you'll see it. And even if I do, I'm like, okay, I'm always going to try it because I don't see it as often. Yeah. And of course, guac is untouchable. I think with spinach artichoke dip, for me, I, I do like it with chips. Like some people do it with bread. And yeah. No. I'm so not when we do Thanksgiving, we've, we've got both. And sometimes if, even if I really just want all the carbs, I'll do both too for the texture. Again, for <laughs> the texture. You put the bread on top of a chip and then you dip it? Well, no, you make like a sandwich. <laughs> no, or like a cracker. Like a, a cracker. <laughs> like a, a different textured sided sandwich. So like one side will be bread, like a little tiny baguette slice. Uh-huh. A spinach dip on top. <laughs> then, then you put a chip on top. <laughs> then a cracker or a chip on top. So one layer is oh soft, one layer is crunchy. <laughs> textures. There's levels or layers to this. Can't you get it baked too? Yeah, there are some hot ones. That adds a whole new different like effect to it. So I I like spinach dip hot. I don't think I've ever had cold spinach dip. I like hot and cold and to even kind of meld them melt or meld them together (laughs) as well. I have been to places where they do like a queso and artichoke spinach dip. And they're always hot, served in like that ramekin thing. I mean, it technically is queso. There's cheese in a uh, spinach dip. But it's maybe more heavier on like the cream side. I have had spinach dip where you add water chestnuts to it. Ooh. And that adds another layer of texture. And it just kind of like, I don't know, it's that, that Ooh, crunchy, Flan crispy. Flan Reyes isn't into it. Whatnot. So know? I will say I like it in the moment, but there are times when you let it sit too much. And you know you open up the container again and there's that big puddle of like water in it. Ugh. And you're like, oh man. <laughs> no, just mix it more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you just, pretend you like you it didn't exist. Like pretend like it didn't exist. Close your eyes and re-stir it. That's, that's, that's the equivalent of when guac turns brown. Yeah. You're like, much. I'm still going to go for it though. If the guac turns brown, you just like scoop off that top layer because it, oh, like, it just like, because basically just like the air protection touches layer. It's, it's like the protection it's, layer. Yeah. It oxidized. I've even been that sad person that when the whole thing is brown, I'm like, oh, there's still no green. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> uh, I don't think I'll eat brown guac. Yeah. I'm also probably not going to any Super Bowl parties. So who knows when the next time I'll be having these foods, but. Let us know what's what dips you guys had at your Super Bowl party. I'm not. I'm definitely not going to one. No, I'll eat these dips at other parties, probably. Shout out to CPK though. Their spinach artichoke dip is really good. And I was really sad when the CPK near my office closed down because then I can't get dipped to my desk anymore. I think that was maybe a deciding factor for why you dropped it as well. Yeah. Yeah. It might there's be. one in the city still, but it's like oh, there's one right yeah down the street. It's weird at, at, going to chain restaurants living here. I don't know. Oh man. Well, thank you, Nina. Thank you. Um, Thanks for joining us. We'll post all your plugs. Follow her and read all her articles and repost them like we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, guys. It's fun. 
so this wraps up our show thank you so much for listening yes thank you guys god 11 episodes that's pretty cool 11 11, 11. <laughs> what is that from i don't know it's from the kool-aid i already finished <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. That's where it's from. So yeah, thank you for always supporting. Um, follow us on our Instagram. Come to our club. <laughs> join the club. <laughs> Dot club. Wait, can they can people join the club? No, they can't join the club. They can follow and subscribe like they usually do. Let's make let's make a, a club. Yes. And maybe eat clubs <laughs> sandwiches. <laughs> oh my gosh. So uh, what do you have coming up? We're recording this on Monday. You're gonna hear it on Wednesday. Tomorrow and Wednesday, uh, I'm going to SF Restaurant Week. Um, shout out to my friend Kristen. I don't see her too often anymore, but like once a quarter, we catch up and get dinner. So this time of year, we're always we always do Restaurant Week. Last year, we did Oakland Restaurant Week and San Francisco Restaurant Week. We happened to miss Oakland Restaurant Week this time, so I was like, "Hey, you just want to do SF twice?" And she was like, "Sure." So uh, tomorrow or Tuesday, I'll have already gone by the time you guys hear this. Um, we're going to Umakasa, which you said you've got some homies over there. Yeah, shout out to Antelmo. He is the owner and chef of Umakasa. Dude, it's so fucking good. If you haven't been, you I need have not. you need to get there. ASAP. It's well, really, going, really good. So, aka tomorrow. Yeah. I'll be there. But I mean, like, for everyone else. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. I've had brunch there and dinner there. It's so excellent. It's very, it's very good. On Wednesday, the day you guys will be hearing this, uh, I'm going to room 212. Picked it because it's near work. Uh, their menu for Restaurant Week looked exciting. Uh, the best part of that is when we looked at the Yelp, the second photo of this girl, <laughs> yeah. this girl laid on her back over the bar and having alcohol poured into her mouth. So, that's not going to be Cheva Ding. <laughs> can you actually do it, though, please? I probably can't. <laughs> But I will be enjoying some foie dumplings. <laughs> uh, so I am excited about Restaurant Week. Uh, what about you, Dime Piece? What's going on with, with your food life? Uh, I'm not doing anything Restaurant Week related. I haven't done any of those in a long time. Um, I don't know. I, I guess my experiences in the past by doing those, you don't get to really eat what they're known for sometimes. Mm, that's for that's, sure. That's, that's my experience. Yeah. So I might be wrong now. But um, yeah, like you showed me some of the, the options for the upcoming dinners that you're going to. And like for Umakasa, I gave you like what I would choose from each tier. And, yeah. and I think <laughs> Paul kind of agreed on most of them. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, I trust Paul's opinion. Yeah, I do too. I do too. Uh, upcoming for me, God, I've been eating out a lot. So I'm going to try to eat at home more. Oh. <laughs> What is that? Oh. Because I know why you're cooking at home. <laughs> but you could tell us listeners. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to do an anchoy brunch here at Trademark. Super excited because my mom's coming. My mom might come too. Yay. So this will be like a, uh, a mom meetup. All the mamas, please come. Come well, on, let's just get your mom to come through maybe. We'll find a way. We'll just get your a mom. Your mom likes Vietnamese food. We'll get a meeting of the moms. It's going to land on Lunar New Year weekend. And I'm I'm usually pretty sad that weekend because I'm not home and I'm alone up here. And I've gone to temples by myself here and and I you know every time like there's been times where I've like cried at home because I wish I was with my family but Aww. this time my family's gonna come up here so I'm super excited to do that also very nervous because I've never cooked um, so in in Vietnamese culture our New Year's called that and I've never cooked that before usually my mom and my my aunt Hannah the my my hating aunt Hannah she's, oh, <laughs> she's the one that makes everything because she's are, the you best. Gonna be, are you gonna be serving any beef because you just did <laughs> Uh, no beef. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Chavid. Um, so yeah, I'm going to be test kitchening a lot of that stuff and, uh, looking for, I'm going to definitely try to go to True Laurel again. A bunch of us went. Oh yeah. I was jealous I missed week. that night. So True Laurel is the new, uh, sister bar. I don't know if it's a full restaurant. It's more like snacks of a uh, lazy bear. It's right around the corner from our favorite bar, Trick Dog and Actually, we went to Trick Dog first and left saying, hey, we're going to go bar hop and didn't want to say we were actually going to True Laurel because we didn't felt like we were, you're like cheating on your girlfriend, you know? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and so we we're like, oh, we're just going to go bar hop. Cheating with Laurel? Cheating. <laughs> <laughs> Her name is Laurel. <laughs> She's um, new and exciting in town. And then so we came in and, and we were, you know, it was pretty chill, which we like. I mean, Trick Dog is very crazy busy now. I mean, it has been for the last few years and uh, True Laurel, you know, the ambiance is really tight. You know, we didn't know what to expect from the drinks, but got to sample every single drink on the menu and every drink was elevated. It was like flavors that you would never think to put together. And it's just like little touches that like transform the drink. So like my favorite was this persimmon roasted sesame one. And it had a slice of persimmon that was soaked in rosso with a little bit of sesame on top. And so every sip that you drank, you smelled the sesame and it had sesame bitters in it too. Whoa, I've That's never heard of those. That's, That's crazy, right? The snacks. 
these are bar snacks that I have never I was, had before. I was definitely getting plenty of FOMO from your posts. Dude, like the snacks were insane. So like judging off of pictures alone, I for sure knew that I wanted to try these crispy mushrooms. But our bartender, shout out to Melanie, who turns out that like she knows all of our friends and it's a small freaking world how San Francisco is. She like gave us some advice and, and Chef David came out to like give us advice on what food to eat as well. Dude, this fucking patty mill. That's kind of it the is, first thing I want to get when I go because you guys were, <laughs> it looks it so good on in, your posts. It was crazy because earlier in the day, I was like, man, I really want a Frisco burger. And I don't know if that's a thing here. Maybe it's not a thing, but in LA, a Frisco burger is a patty melt, but it has sourdough bread and there's Parmesan cheese like melted on the outside of that bread. And I was just talking about it in our group chat that day. And we went to True Laurel already full and we're like, we need to try this burger. And then we ordered one for seven of us we just literally wanted just, just wanted a bite. And Chef David came out and he was just like, wait, you guys are just getting one? And we're like, no, we're full already. But man, like I've never heard of using retired dairy cows as the meat for... Yeah, I've never seen that before. I either. didn't even know that's a thing. Yeah. And so it was retired dairy cows that was aged in-house to make this patty milk. Which is insane being the fact that they just opened. Like, how long did you have to age it in-house if you just opened, kind of? I mean, they have lazy bears, so they've been probably oh, practicing you're right, you're it right. oh, for okay. a while now. So my experience with this burger is holding it, picking it up, and the first smell I smell is roasted bone marrow. <sighs> it had such deep beef flavor. And so I smelled roasted bone marrow, and then I just took a bite of this. Yeah. And then some of the sauce fell on my phone, but I didn't even fucking care. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna fucking take my finger and wipe this sauce off my phone. Probably ate hella germs on top of this sauce, but it was worth it. Hey. So good. Before I get more jealous of you going and I haven't gone yet, some delicious things just got put in front of <laughs> us as well. Um, there's some tots, there's some loco Shout loco. Shout out to Chef Ronnie, Al Alchemy, and, and Trademark, and Jason for hand-delivering food over here at Copy We don't Mart. deserve this. Copyright. We don't deserve this. Oh my God. Look at Flan Reyes' post to see what we just ordered <laughs> later. Um, just to make you guys hate on us, we got furikake tots, we got sisig deviled eggs, loco moco with lumpia, oh, bacon wrapped mochi. mochi deep fried. We got two orders of wings, salt and pepper and sinigang flavor. Sinigang gang. <laughs> sinigang gang. And then, uh, <laughs> and then uh, deep fried cauliflower. So uh, we'll catch you guys next show because I'm trying to eat this right now. <laughs> We're going to eat now. Sorry. Got to go. <laughs> okay, thanks. Bye. Bye. They used to have like trading cards. And when I was in first grade, like my friend got me a pack from the liquor store near her house. And then I brought him to school to trade. And then one of them was of Dylan and Brenda like making out on the beach. And my Ooh. teacher, my teacher saw it and I got in trouble. And then they told my parents. <laughs> <laughs> got in trouble for having like risque trading cards. They were making out on the beach. <laughs>